just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 95 episodes of One Tree Hill. Oh, and tonight's episode for debate, I can't do it, is season 5, episode 7 in the club. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 5, Episode 7, In The Club. Dom, we're here. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. I thought, as we're leading up to the 100th episode, at the beginning of every episode, when I say how many numbers of episodes I've seen, I will do something different. So I decided right. to go with like a, a, a an accent after this one. I liked so it. That's no, yeah. How are you? How are you doing? We're back in Ravenland. I'm good. I mean, there is this weird... You know you get that like fight or flight adrenaline... You know, yeah. when you're faced with um, fear. It's always usually. fight, mate. It's always fight. For you, it's fight. For me, it could be either. I could <laughs> be gone. I could stay. Um, and there's a presence here. You know Vecna from Stranger <laughs> Things. You know, Darth, you know Darth Vader from Star Wars. My father. <laughs> you know Voldemort from Harry Potter. Do not say the name. <laughs> You know, don't know anymore. The Emperor from Star Wars did Star Wars already. <laughs> Give me another one. What's from Lord of the Rings? Uh, fucking, what's the big eye thing? Gollum. <laughs> Sorrow. Oh. <laughs> you know Hans Gruber from Die Hard? <laughs> Shoot the glass. <laughs> <laughs> The T-Rex from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Wolf, the dentist Stanson from Mighty Ducks 2. Okay, we're done now. <laughs> None of these have anything on our local homegrown villain of our podcast. It is Marine. Marine, you're back. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I think we're losing it slightly, but we're all right. <laughs> no, I think that was the best introduction I've ever received. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to shoot the glass introduction. Have you seen Die Hard, Marine? Yes, I have. I love Die Hard. Oh, okay. excellent. Yeah. I haven't seen any excellent. of the other ones. I just saw the first one, which I suppose that, is the only relevant one. That's good enough. That's good yeah, enough. That's a good point. Well, we've got so much to talk about on this episode. Um, do we need to cover? Do we need to cover Dom's questions. Dom has his band-related questions. You're going to start with that, then, Dom. Well, I feel like um, we need to go back a little bit, and there's an ultimate Raven call-out that we haven't done yet. But this ultimate yes. Raven definitely deserves it. So, shall I do that first? Please. Okay. So I'm going to head straight into that because this person is King Pigeon. And they describe themselves 
as King Pigeon. They're a mm-hmm. raven, but they listen on pigeon time. So they yes. are the King Pigeon. They've got that status. They've earned that status and they upgraded to become a better raven. King Pigeon is mm-hmm. the one, the mm-hmm. only. Ed! You just yes. became a better raven. <laughs> That's great. And you also, thank you, Ed, uh, for always for your constant support. And you also reminded me that we also have another new raven. <gasps> Lies. A brand new raven. They didn't oh, fuck about with the junior varsity. No. <laughs> they went straight in at varsity. They need watch-along highlight video privileges. And that's what you get at that level. Absolutely. It's Amy. Amy, Amy, we need to discuss something. We got to discuss the fact that JV just ain't for you. You know why it's not for you, Amy? Because you're just too good. So you're going mm-hmm. straight into varsity. You know why? Because Amy, you just became a raven. Collect your jacket at the door. Get your Letterman jacket at the door. And the towel. Was it a towel? Like a oh, face yeah. towel and give it away? <laughs> I wanted everyone to get towels at one point. Like sweat towels. <laughs> Let's bring that back. Fucking loon. <laughs> Total Betty would hand stitch their own sweat towels and send them to people. And we're not picking up the slack. You've started doing things now, Dom, and you're doing a great job. Maureen's here. She's recording remotely. She's got headphones in. You're making us a more professional podcast, spreadsheets. All I'm saying is get us some sweat towels. Okay, it's hot when you podcast sometimes. When you're 35 and you're podcasting, it gets a little bit hot sometimes, a bit clammy. I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> I'll do my best to get some raven towels. Maureen, you'd want a sweat towel, right? Yeah, I'm feeling clammy too. I want a sweat towel. There you go. There you go. Towels for everyone. Maureen, uh, we'll ask, but we're, we're trying to stay away from it because we're trying to focus on the episode. But has there been any uh, anything different in your TV shows? Is there anything that's come in that's knocked anything out? Yeah, just one change. Game of Thrones went down and Bridgerton came in, the top five. You guys probably uh, haven't seen it, but you've definitely heard of it. My wife's seen it. She loves it. I can quote season two word for word. It's so good. <laughs> She was upset that the main dude's not in it anymore. I didn't really care about them once I got to season two. Like, I was upset about it. But then, like, the new, like, two main characters came in and I was fine. I would love it if someone became an ultimate raven and made Dom watch Bridgerton. You know, speaking of the ultimate, I wanted to do the ultimate raven thing. And then I went on the Patreon and saw it. It was like $40 a month. I was like, I love you guys, but I can't do that. (laughs) Well, the the advice is, the advice is, is you can sign up to ultimate raven. Once I've watched it and we've recorded the episode, you can drop that. Cancel. This, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is the thing. This, uh, we're not we're not yeah. being fussy. We're not expecting. We you don't to stay expect. There. Yeah, we don't expect people to do that every month. We expect yeah. people to give Dom the grace of a month to watch the show, which I think is a pretty good deal. You're getting a podcast for you on anything you want. Mm-hmm. And so, I have an update on on where I'm at with my my three mission so veronica mars i've watched ldg mm-hmm. i'm coming for you we hope you do an episode next week mm-hmm. uh, ed i've watched the boys all three seasons done finish that shit so ed i'm coming for you we've got an episode to record and simon yeah smart guy 
Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm on episode okay. 23 out of 29 on season one. There's 29 so, episodes 20, in season 29, one. 29. So I'm on 23. I'm nearly at the end That's of season good. one. That's I've got good. a bit more to go. Um, but yeah, once I'm done, there's an episode waiting. But yes, LDG will be the first one to have an Ultimate Raven episode with me about Veronica Mars and maybe a guest. I'll, I'll see how I feel. <laughs> I've got a I'm question. Excited. I've got a question. Um, do you do like any work like at all? Like, how do you... <laughs> I, I do so much work. Honestly, I'm actually quite busy. Um, how do you have time to like breathe is my question. This is why it's my superpower. <laughs> I can just take in so much information and shit and it just happens. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking with um, when I like first heard about this ultimate thing, my first thought was this show i don't know if you've heard of it. it's called never have i ever it's on netflix oh, you yes, are I've definitely not the age demographic for that show like in any way whatsoever <laughs> you love age shaming us don't you you love <laughs> yeah. making us feel old she's about 20 years younger than we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but i'm just saying like i can imagine you both of you actually just watching that show and losing your mind completely because even the wonder hill is sort of like a teen show where they had like their high school years now we're sort of in the adult and they're dealing with more adult problems never have i ever it's just 100 percent pure teenage bullshit wow <laughs> yeah so if, if you were to sign up to ultimate raven that's what you'd make me watch that, or would you? yeah right okay. there are three seasons out so far 10 episodes each should be a quick one week <laughs> it's done in a week yeah i watched i watched season three in a day nice very nice i have to say the boys the boys is really good it's so good but i'm actually quite worried about doing the episode because the c word is like every other word so like there, there might be some quoting ed has sent me some messages that contain that word and i was surprised i didn't think he'd go that far but he did and yeah it's brilliant and one of my favorite 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 bits is like the end of i think it's season two where the main character looks at a kid and said remember what i told you and the kid looks up to him and is like don't be a can <laughs> it's just like oh shit and this is a little kid it's very strange but anyway enough of that Shall we move into... I'll move into the questions. We'll do these questions nice and quick. And then we'll absolutely smash through this episode. Are you ready? so much to say about this episode. Oh, my God. Me too. too. Dom, like, messaged me about it. He's like, yeah, we're going to have notes. I was like, I have rants in my notes section. He's going to have pages and pages of notes. (laughs) Okay, let's get into these questions. Okay, so if you had to start a band with anyone out of any of the main characters, who would it be? What would be your band name? And if Peyton was your manager and organizing your rider, what would the one thing you would demand? What would be the one thing you'd demand at each gig? So my answers were my my bandmate would be Mouth. Our band name would be Back Off Bitch. And we would demand a Motorola Razor at every gig. I want a new one at every gig. The same one, no different, just that nice little silver one at every gig. That's what I'm picking. So we'll go with Marine, of course. Who would you start a band with? Max two characters. Okay. Uh, Victoria and Alice. Ooh. And it would be called the Bitter Shrews because that's the name of the drink that Owen hands Victoria. And I feel like it's appropriate, the two of them. That's perfect. good. That's, that's good. perfect. Yeah. And what, what would the what would your be on your rider? What would be the one thing you'd demand at each gig? A huge bag of chocolate chip cookies at every single gig. 
Perfect. I'm there such a whore for chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I downed, let me tell you, seven of them before I came up here and did, started this. Well, that's, you just got good metabolism. Just do that while you can. Do yeah. that while you can. <laughs> just keep doing it. You live nope. off that when you're at university. Yeah. College, whatever you call it. And Simon, what are yours, my friend? Can I just ask, is it rider, rider, or writer? Like, I'm not, I'm I'm asking, I don't actually know. Like, is it with a it D or with a T? With a D, I believe, rider. D, rider. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I would start a band with Millie and Mouth. Oh. I clearly, from my talents, would be lead vocals. 100%. But while I'm performing, I would want them on stage playing Bear Hunter Ninja. And that would also be the name of our band. Excellent. Nice. Three of you, the perfect trio, Bear Hunter Ninja. Which one are you? The bear. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the ninja? Uh, mouth, because he will, he'll evade you and put a brick for your car windscreen. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, what no. I didn't understand with Bear, Ninja, Hunter, if that's what they were calling it, Hunter beats Bear, right? I, what does Ninja beat? Everything. Like, and what beats Nothing bear? can beat a Ninja. That's just like saying, like, you know, rock, paper, scissors, gun beats everything. So who beats the Ninja? <laughs> right. Rock, paper, scissors, grenade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really understand the parameters. If someone would knows and would like to comment, then in please let us know. And then on my rider, I would have just like a case of Fanta. Yeah. Sunkissed. Sunkissed. Because it's sun-kissed. One Tree Hill. Gotta be sunkissed. And it has to be chilled. Like I need it ice cold. Like I'd actually like a cooler that's got loads of you know dom you know i take that serious you remember my barbecue where you get the cooler and you get the ice and you mix it with the water and you get that right temperature where everything comes out like you've just pulled it out of you know the north pole what do you want us do you want a little fridge in there no i want the cooler i thought i just made that clear whoa 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 just peyton paint we're willing to strap a fridge to peyton and make her carry it around (laughs) (laughs) that's different The human fridge. <laughs> there we well, go. Well, that's Wait, yours. Did... I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. Well done, everybody. Wait, you answered. I did. I did. I went yeah, first, yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening intently. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I give up. Right, carry on. You did a podcast. I'll just watch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who did you say? Said so mouth would be in my band. Oh, mouth! Back off, yes. bitch! Because, back off, you know, bitch! Yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, back yeah, off, yeah. Alice! Um, yeah, yeah. I want a Motorola Razor. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remembered as soon as you. Sorry. As soon as okay. I repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> Can we start by saying how like annoyed I am at that they had to call it in the club? Like I understand it's like it's a Fifty Cent reference, right? Because it's yeah. the song, the song title. It still annoys me. I don't know whether it's just as I've got older, the word "duh" just annoys me. <laughs> the 
Just please write the. I'm sure I, I know that when we were teenagers, we would have been texting like that all of the time, you know, and shorthanding. Hate was the H and the eight. And instead of and, it was just the letter N, you know, and all of that stuff. And I oh. definitely would have been the person that would have been doing the duh instead of the. But now that I'm 35, I'm 35. Just take the time and put the extra letter in there and make it <laughs> T-H-E. Is it too much to ask? It's not too much to ask, and I definitely didn't do that. <laughs> I definitely didn't do that either. But I think that song did play at our prom. Oh. Yeah. It's a banger. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like how confidently you, you know, confirmed that. Well, Maureen, who do you want to talk about first? Mm, okay, um, I'm conflicted. There's two very big rants I want to go on. I'm just deciding which one to do first. Um, <laughs> deciding who to be pissed off at first because <laughs> last episode I was on I was just pissed off at mouth now everybody I'm pissed off at uh, let's do Nathan Haley and Carrie oh yes Gary oh, nanny, nanny Gary Nanny Gary <laughs> Nanny Gary did we yeah. call her that on the last episode I don't know I think you guys called her on the last episode but because I'm really behind I'm like Ed I listen on Pigeon Time and I'm even more behind than you regular Pigeon Time Oh my god, there's a fight for King Pigeon. No, 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 no. You Ed... can be Queen Pigeon. <laughs> Ed can have the King Pigeon. Ed can... Well, the, I think the problem with Nathan, and we said this in the last episode, and let me say this and then please take the floor to rant it away, but is that he is not shutting any of this down. And he she, she's so, so obviously flirting with him. She's damn near bitten her own bottom lip off at this point. She could <laughs> she bite it off and feral. throw it at him. <laughs> no, she looks all right, Marine. Let's, let's keep it real. <laughs> it's not, it's, <laughs> but the it's, it, it's ridiculous that he is allowing this to happen. Like there, there's there's one thing in people being a bit playful and having a laugh or whatever, but this is not any of that. This is literally like I'm gonna. What's the word, Dom? You know, like jump you. What's the word? Jump you, <laughs> jump you. <laughs> yeah. Cigar Marine, tell us. Yeah, you know, it's sort of just like what you said is that she's so like blatantly obvious about it. And like, it's just like um, Q said, it's like your wife is in the same room that you are and you are not stopping this. Like, I just don't understand what's going through his head at this time. Like, and when she like touches his shoulder at one point, he even gives out like a little laugh, like homeboy, your wife is like three steps away. What are you doing? (laughs) And And beyond that, where's his self-respect? Like, even if no one's around and he's just there on his own, like, does he not have any morals of his own? No, and and you know what it is? Is that, like, um, even when um, Nathan mentions about how she, like, swim naked in the pool or whatever, her apology isn't even, like, convincing. Um, And, you know, the way he's, like, reacting to it, he's just acting as if she just, like, mixed up the laundry or something. But you know what? Like, I mean, I'm going to be real, like, you know, if a nanny mixed up my black and whites and got all my white clothes dirty, that would be a fireable offense. But like, even now, like, this is like, come on. And then right after that, he said, if Haley caught you, this would be a very different conversation. And then right after that, he's like, Haley doesn't need to know everything. Sir, what kind of (laughs) like mixed signals are you giving here? I just like Nathan's one of my favorite characters, but this episode 
really, really frustrates me for him. Dom? Well, well, well. The three of them in this episode were just so annoying. So Hades annoying. Wet. Hades oh. so back on being annoying. So <laughs> annoying. Me right off. I was gonna be like, shut up, Haley. Such shut a dickhead up. in this episode. <laughs> such a dickhead. Like literally, your husband was standing up for you, and okay, I appreciate that you don't like violence. You don't want him to fight, but he just pushed this guy off and said, "Hey, don't touch my fucking wife." What is so wrong with that? Get your head out your fucking ass and realize that he was standing up for you and he was sticking up for you. And if he'd said, hey, hey, Nathan, you know, come on, calm down, let's go. And he did. Then what's the fucking problem? Just chill out. And just because you saw your real one true love kissing fucking Peyton again, doesn't mean you have to be a bitch about that as well to your husband. It's not his fault. Fucking reel it in. Reel that fucking neck in, woman. Honestly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my god! I'm so glad you're gonna get the heat now because I give I've no been getting... shits about the heat. I give no shits. Bring it on! The more heat, the merrier. People thinking I'm fucking cheating and watching ahead is bullshit as well. And those people can tone that shit down. It doesn't happen. Oh my god! This you is know... worse than you at football. This is football, Dom. <laughs> football, Dom has moved to Wednesday nights. <laughs> No, I, well, I'm with you. I mean, it's funny, though, because people, people have been going off a little bit because I've been saying that, I've been saying how I feel, and it's a bit, I think season five jarring. I think by the time you get to season six, we're used to the time jump and things are feeling a little bit more whatever. Maybe we forget that they're 21, 22, or whatever. Maureen, I hope you understand that you don't need to have an international fashion label by the time that you're 21. <laughs> no, okay. the show gave me very unrealistic expectations of where I should be by 22. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, yes. Like, you know, four years from now, if I'm not if I'm not living in a mansion, um, I have done something incorrectly. <laughs> exactly, yes. Aspire, <laughs> I feel that I aspire to be like all of these people, except Peyton. <laughs> honestly except all of them all of them are so trash in this episode yeah i mean like uh, back back to the the trio nanny carrie's just weird she's just continuously weird and and being creepy and there's more weirdness to come i just i can't put my finger on it i can't work out whether she is obsessed with nathan and she's gonna like jump him and then get caught (laughs) even though he's not really doing anything um about it you know he's he's not he's not acting on it but he's not you know shutting it down you know exactly like you said simon um and and he's just a, a bit of a knob but I, i'm starting to think he's lonely and he's getting attention is this is this why it's happening you know he he's the he's the reason he's lonely though he's kind of distanced himself from his wife with like all the drinking and having the problem and not being able to play basketball and deciding he couldn't walk anymore which he suddenly miraculously doesn't need crutches you know anymore and can walk around absolutely fine oh yeah know? Those those that three episodes of you know physical therapy has worked fucking wonders. He um, just needed to be in the pool from the first episode. <laughs> Nathan, get a haircut, get a shave, get in the pool. You'll be fine by next week. Exactly. Just see your nanny in a bikini, and you're fixed, my boy. Yeah, some holy water in that pool. <laughs> he saw her in the pool, and was suddenly like, "Oh, there is blood rushing down there." Okay, I have got sensation. I'm good. I'm good to go. That well, that that's um. Yeah, that's that's really funny. Yeah, he suddenly could just walk, couldn't he? 
just as if by magic, you know, in the club. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a bit of a knob. He's just a dickhead. Yeah, but I think it I think it stems from loneliness. But he's he's made that happen himself, and he's now not saying, you know, I'm trying to figure things out with my wife. You're being inappropriate. You can't be here anymore. Um, he's letting it happen, and I think the the problem with shows like this is the the distance that Haley is now wedged between them at the end of the episode is just going to make him look towards nanny carrie even more you know she's out there swimming around in the buff and he's going to be standing on the balcony having a little gawp you know that's what he's after so yeah that's i'm kind of expecting it to go that way but i'm kind of hoping like Haley catches them or someone catches them or something happens but um it it needs to stop before it becomes a problem and can i not sure how can I just add on to the end of that? Gigi had written in the chat when we were watching on the watch along this episode and she was saying, and she's like the biggest Nathan fan, like you, Maureen. Yeah. And she was saying about how he's got low self-worth and that's like what you was saying, Dom. And he wants like validating, he wants attention, he wants all of these things. And then again, like what you were saying, that would make more sense if we felt like Haley had kind of abandoned him or they were having a uh, distanced marriage they their the intimacy was gone because you know of how poorly he'd behaved and all these other things again not saying that it's right but at least we would understand some of the reason as to why Nathan is acting this way or maybe wanting that validation however that is not the case because even in this episode, Haley was saying, you know, about giving him his own private champagne room and, you know, this, that and the other, you know, and and they're working on their marriage and it seems like they're actually in a much better place. So it makes it more unforgivable with Nathan. I mean, forgivable, sure, because he hasn't crossed a line yet, but I think that it's more that he needs to be shutting it down himself, like like we said. Yeah, I agree. I have some things to say about Haley, though. Like, I know Dom just shouted up to the world how much he hates her right now. Um, <laughs> I've got to be in this, like, I get your point, and I do agree with a lot of it. But in a lot of cases in this season, I am a little bit of, like, a Haley defender. Because if we just think about what she's gone through so far, like, just in this season, like, we're not even, like, regarding her high school years where she got pregnant and got hit by a car like we're not looking at that but like at the age of what like 21 ish right she's got like a three-year-old kid she's got because at that point like brooke peyton her two best friends they're like out of town suddenly her husband's got like an accident he's a drunk alcohol or whatever so then she's just like managing that entire house by herself she's trying to like keep up with the house she's got to like take care of nathan she's got to take care of jamie Right. So that's a lot of person. That's a lot for like one person on her own to handle. So I can see how she's sort of reaching the breaking point with Nathan, especially with his like, you know, the way he like went and like impulsively went after that guy. But I do think that after like she shouldn't have yelled at him about it, she be more talked it out. But I can see why she's lashing out more like her patience is like at its end right now. And then also as soon as like Peyton came back obviously she's stuck in between like Lucas, Peyton and Lindsay because she's really great friends with all three of them. Right. So I think that drama is also taking a little bit of a toll on her like mental state, (laughs) which is why I think that like, she doesn't deserve what she's going through right now. Right. But I do think that obviously like 
you know, being a little more patient with Nathan in that certain scene could have been better. But I do understand her anger. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. And and she's twenty two. Think... Let's like like she's not supposed to be acting like an adult. She's twenty two. Right, and that's literally what I was just about to say, is that they they all have a good few years worth of mistakes to make because that's and as we've been saying, Dom, right, the last however many episodes is that's what your twenties are for. Um is is a work Dom sent me a great reel the other day from Rain Wilson from The Office. Um do, do, I remember. do you like The Office? Um I've only ever seen a few episodes, but um I do remember that reel and I remember feeling so attacked by it. Oh yeah, you because did. that because that because yeah. that entire thing was like oh like you know take risks do this but I'm like there's no room for taking risks for uh, like I okay a lot of the comments said that but it's like it's so much harder for people in like our generation to take risks because of like you know they were like oh you know um I think one of the things was like you know I'm take a risk with like you know your job your career but it's like it's so hard to find like a stable thing that provides like a good income in these days. And like, everything is so expensive that it's so much harder for us to take risks like that. But I do understand and appreciate the sentiment behind it. Well, regardless of whether it's uh, within your like career or studies or whatever, I think it's more just saying that don't worry about making mistakes or, you know, don't hold on to some dumb things that will happen in those periods whether it's personal or work related or whatever because you're still developing and as Dom and I have said from our lot like two years ago on our Saving Private Ryan episode on the podcast I think is your frontal lobe of your brain doesn't finish developing until you're 25 and that's when you're fully able to uh like reflect upon things and all the rest of it and so it's just like don't be too so harsh on yourself just allow yourself to you know try to minimize damage to yourself and be happy and all the rest of it but also in retrospect don't be so hard on yourself if in your 20s you don't have a fashion line or you don't have you know a boyfriend girlfriend wife husband whatever it is it's uh it's okay like you have time you know and yeah so and i think that is evidenced in this show they're showing that that all and like to dom's point i think it was dom that said this i can't think of any of them that are good in this who is good in this episode who can we look at as like oh yeah they had a good episode, like moralistically or anything. Uh, Mia did. Brooke like did. The only person. Brooke had a very unproblematic episode. She was just there for like comedic <sighs> relief. Dom's face. She pissed me right off in this episode. Brooke she can fuck there off. For comedy. Oh my God. No, <laughs> it's unleashed. She was, Who let she Dom's was, leash compared off? to the rest of them? She was there to be a pest and a dickhead. Honestly, that was all she was there for. Brooke was the worst character by absolute fucking miles. How can you say that when Peyton and Lucas are right there? (laughs) I'm not even fussed by that because they've had that tension and that sexual tension, that chemistry for so long that that was building. It was building to that point. How is she worse than Nanny Carey? Lucas, hang on a minute. she was bleeding in a library. (laughs) Lucas is an absolute shitbag for like doing what he did and then proposing to Lindsay at the end of the episode, which, you know, saw coming, called it out on the watch along. But <laughs> I just like you to smug bastard. 
But Brooke was nothing but a sex pest. If the roles were reversed in this episode, if Owen was a woman and mm. Brooke was a guy, there would be absolute fucking kickoff about this episode. But it doesn't happen. All she does is basically say, we're going to have sex on this bar and keeps pushing at it, keeps pushing at it. And thank God he turned around and said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And he actually has the, the, the right frame of mind to say no and push her away and like push her back on it and say, do you know what? I'm more popular than you because I'm giving everyone drinks and like going around doing his job. Because I thought she was an absolute nightmare. What a pest. She literally, literally had to fucking peel her jaw off the floor every time this guy appeared. And it was just embarrassing. She made herself look like a right idiot. Worst character in this episode by a billion miles. Wow. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Can we add a section to the end of the podcast where it's worst character? Sure. Because I feel sure. like that was a pretty funny argument for that. <laughs> well, Maureen, do you have a rebuttal? Honestly, like, no. I'm just, it's not, <laughs> because <laughs> Don is just like attacking her character. But the thing is, is that it's like so many people, including my parents, like give me shit for this, where it's like, I just look for entertainment value. I don't care like what you're doing. As long as I watch you on screen and I'm entertained and I'm not bored watching you, I'll love you as a character. You could be the most freaking horrible person and I'd just be like, you're amazing. Well, and that's okay because... Because that's what I'm here to watch. I'm not here to like, you know, I'm not here to like learn moral lessons. Like if not, that would be the wrong show to watch. (laughs) This is what shaped my life. Only reason we're here. Okay. What are you saying? <laughs> it's all been a lie. Season one. Everything you've learned, Simon. <laughs> but that is it. Season one. It's so miles We're away from season... I'm going to bang him on the bar. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you know? what I'm saying. Because like, w- like where we are right now is so far from season one that I'm just here for entertainment. Right. I'm not going to okay, learn anything. So... Right, because people have been attacking I, me like, about season like, five. Who am I like supposed to learn from here? Nanny Carrie, Nathan, Haley, Brooke, Peyton, Lucas? No. Right. Like right. Mil- I love Millicent. I mean, she's yeah. not like a favorite character. She's just really sweet. I love her. <laughs> she, we, so she's like a wallflower. She's there. She's all right, but nothing too exciting. Yeah. Basically what you Yeah. She's like, you know, someone at school who I'd like sit next to. I'd say hi to, but then I wouldn't like hang out with her afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I use them in the classroom, you know, so I'm not alone. But if I see them in public, it's nothing. Shunned. You know, the office. Shunned. 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 (laughs) (laughs) No, it's making me sound mean now, but I don't know. She's just a nice person. She's just a cute little marshmallow. This this is what upset me. That this is what upset me the most about Brooke as well is when she's like, "Hey Owen, look at um, look at Millicent. She's wearing one of my clothes. Don't you think she's like beautiful, whatever?" And he says something really nice and quite feels quite genuine. And you're the prettiest girl in the room. Better. Prettiest girl in the room, and she she turns and goes, "See, you're the second prettiest girl in the room. <laughs> Fuck off. Just give her her moment for fuck's sake. You're setting her up with mouth. If fucking anything, at least just give her that. Jesus Christ, woman." I, I just don't understand why she was such a bell end in this episode. Honestly, just Brooke, just fuck off. If she hadn't been in this episode, it wouldn't have had 
any bearing on the rest of the characters at all. It wouldn't have made any difference. All she was there to do is to flirt with the barman and be turned down. And it was just embarrassing. I felt embarrassed for her. Brooke Davis, you're an embarrassment. And the way she was embarrassed about her mum is that that is exactly what you are. You are just the same. So get over yourself. Move on. Grow up. Go back to New York. I actually wanted to go now. Go. Shout out to Victoria in the bar. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> it's, he had a son of Russian blood. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're in a swimming pool. <laughs> Move out of the way, Nanny Carrie. Victoria's here. I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Oh, do you know what also gets me about Brooke, if I can even add to that? I mean, you've so eloquently stated your position. But um, I also find it annoying. Maybe this is just me when she's like, invite me to the wedding and sit me next to a cute guy. Like, <laughs> shut up. Yes. Shut up. Okay, why, is the wed- why is their wedding about you trying to sleep with some random imaginary guy? You know, and again, that wouldn't work if you role reversed it. Hey, Invite me to the wedding and sit me sit me next to a hot woman. It doesn't it doesn't sit right, does it? It doesn't sound like, right. Fuck off, Perth, wouldn't you? Just exactly what you'd say back. Marine, I feel like we've ruined this for you. <laughs> Do you want? Can, can we talk about Peyton then? If we're on a roll of terrible of like characters, yeah, on yeah a we're on hate. a roll of hate. Give us start us off with how you feel marine about peyton in this episode um okay peyton um this is probably like my least favorite season for her um like i i was listening to episode two or three of season five the other day and then dom i that was the episode where Lindsay came and gave like the plant to her um and then peyton was just being like an unnecessary bitch about like she tried to be nice to you in the beginning and obviously, I think she was there to sort of scope out, like, who she was. But I think genuinely her intentions were like, I don't want to cause problems between us. Let me just give this to you, like, meet you, whatever. And then we'll just go on our ways. But yeah. then Peyton just had to, like, un- so unnecessary. And you know what? Because um, Peyton and Lindsay are connected. I'll just talk about both of them. I actually like Lindsay as a person. Obviously, I'm rooting for Peyton and Lucas. Um, because, like, obviously, right? But because like the only thing that Lindsay really did wrong was love lucas and like let's be real that's not really easy to avoid since this is the best he's looked the entire series <laughs> right and like peyton's just been spewing crap about Lindsay like the entire time and like it would like it would be different if Lindsay was there to try to steal away like Lucas from Peyton, just like how it's kind of going with like Carrie and Nathan and Haley, but this is the other way around. They're already together. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, let things fall into place the way they're supposed to. If you're really, really that convinced that you and Lucas should be together, then it will happen. Like, don't worry about it, girl. Um, just like stay there, be friends, don't be like unnecessarily a bitch. I don't know, Peyton, just like. And, like, Lindsay and Haley's friendship, I really actually like them together. I think their personalities are very compatible. I don't know if anyone's mentioned that before, but I think they're very fun together. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. I think they have good chemistry, maybe, as uh, actors and, uh, you know, as characters. 
I think it's a bad writing choice. Like, uh, I think that's what mm-hmm. you were just like, what you were just illustrating is that we as an audience are supposed to be kind of rooting for Peyton in a way. Like we're supposed to be rooting for Peyton and Lucas because those are the characters that we've spent the time with for the last five seasons and we've got to know, etc. But actually, and so Lindsay, to have Lindsay is actually the, the good person and hasn't done anything wrong it puts the audience in this weird position of rooting for someone that's being a bitch in with Peyton. And so you don't want to root for her, but you don't really want Lucas to be with Lindsay because you want her, you want him to be with Peyton really, because mm-hmm. that's sort of the love story that we've been told. Um, and I think that Peyton's character, it will be really interesting when they get to this on drama Queens to hear how Hillary Burton feels about this and filled about this season but that part when she comes over at one point and dom and i like laughed about it on the watch along where she like says something bitchy and then just sort of stares <laughs> at Lindsay. yeah that was when she interrupted um Haley and Lindsay's conversation right because she like came up to him and was like hey um you know whenever you get a second i'm gonna talk to you and then she just goes yeah <laughs> like stares her down like, that do you in in canada they did when well and you you are young so recently for you but when you were a kid did they used to do spam where when we were kids they'd go people would go spam and they'd just slap you in the forehead this was like a whole thing around school it was horrible no. i don't know dom why did this stuff happen because kids are cruel uh, oh that's especially- why our generation <laughs> well that would have been a perfect time for, for Lindsay to just go to Peyton spam <laughs> <just laughs> slap her in the head dom do i mean here we go let's let his collar off let's get the ball gag out dom yeah. Peyton. let's just get the, get the tape off the mouth yeah. <laughs> untie the hands for the hand gestures <laughs> he does get animated with the hands yeah he? just man- manic waving ah! <laughs> um, take a deep take a deep breath and let it Peyton, go Peyton, Peyton. she pissed me off less than the people i've already had a go at i'm gonna be honest really yeah. what i mean she's, she's terrible she is terrible but just the reactions of the others have pissed me off more and the way they've behaved so She's just a, we know Peyton's a bit of a dick. We know that she's going to be like this. We know because she's done it before. She's she's not broken any molds. She's not being a character that she hasn't been. And, and I guess we could say the same for Brooke. But Brooke has gone from strength to strength in certain places. And she's had like little relapses. But in this episode, she was just a like complete waste of time. But here, Peyton is trying to pay her way. She's trying to say, you can, look, just take money. I don't want to be linked to you like... I don't want any sort of charity. I don't want it to seem like weird favors. I don't want like Lindsay to have anything over me, you know, because of our history and our relationship. So just take the money. I'm going to pay rent to to be here, even though there's no sort of, you know, determined amount that could be like $10 written on that check for all we know, um, because Peyton, like where's she getting this rent money from? But, you know, either way, she's trying to just sort of almost like cut that tie. And then it takes a U-turn and she's, you know, kind of open and honest and says, 
you know what she has to say she says I, I i want to marry you we didn't really break up you just left I, I i didn't really understand the situation i wasn't ready then to to say yes and marry you because i had things going on in my life i was trying to find myself i was trying to do this and achieve something and i i didn't want to be dragged back to tree hill so early for that to feel like a failure i needed to to go off and do that and for that to happen and you came over you had your weird kind of anxiety attack about you know whatever it may be or this weird consciousness thing that you have and you turned up and proposed and it was so out of out of the blue and i actually side with her on this you know lucas is is the one that that made it difficult and then went off in a strop without even a a conversation so the the fact that you know there's that gap and then there's that tension and and her feelings are never gone she makes that very clear shitty way to do it at the end you know Lindsay, and obviously a shit way to to kind of she she went to go and tell lucas you know how she really felt and maybe to confront Lindsay and say look this is the situation uh and you know to try and calm things down between them and then she finds out lucas has proposed to her so i, I actually feel sorry for her if anything i just feel sorry for her uh, as as much of a pain in the ass character she is um it's just kind of pity really I do. Yeah. Um, especially what you said about Lucas, like proposing out of the blue. I'm, and I don't know, I think the Spider-Man's in flashbacks, but they were like 19. Mm. Like, that's not like, that's very, very, like you're still teenagers. So I definitely understand why Peyton was like, hold up, we need to back up a second. And then all the, like, like, you know, Lucas caused that confusion. And, um, so, yeah, I definitely side with you on that about how we feel sorry for Peyton in that situation, but I still don't think it gives her the right to act like that toward uh, Lindsay, but I do get that. And also this one line that Lucas says, because like since, like Lucas is the cause of like this entire thing, is that when Peyton sends him the check in the like in like his drink and like Owen passes it from across the bar and mm-hmm. Lucas goes, why are women so screwed up? That line just really like did not sit well with me. I was like, you know why they're yeah. so screwed It's like it's literally because just like you're a lying cheating hoe like that's like because it's of, because of you because of men yeah because of men that was that line aged so, so poorly bad. when i heard it i couldn't i i was listening to it while uh getting doing some stuff early around the house and i was like that is crazy like I, you would get yeah. slapped in the face for saying that i now. watched that line and i was like i was like how am i attracted to men I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, there everything wrong with this world. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> no argument here. Yeah. Um there was something else I was gonna say. I don't even remember it. Damn it. Well, oh yeah. We... Back to your yeah, point really quickly, yeah. And Simon, you mentioned it about like, you know, how it sort of all comes down to like bad writing and stuff. And, you know, how we're supposed to root for Peyton, but, like, you know, Lindsay's acting good, Peyton's acting like a bitch. I think um, a lot of this just comes with, like, the older shows when they're just, like, pitting two women against each other like that. Like, there's nothing, like, we shouldn't have to choose between any of them. Like, you know, I think this was just terrible Mark Sean writing where he's just pitting two beautiful, really great women against each other. And so much of the fandom hates Lindsay for it, like, constantly trash-talking her. And I just really didn't like that. I just don't like how the storyline caused that, like, amongst the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrible. And, yeah, you're right. I think 
we is some Mark Schwannisms going on there in just some of the yeah sexism and uh, yeah it, it's it's a storyline that's kind of ruining the season. I yeah, think. and it's definitely ruining Peyton's character for sure. Like honestly, both Peyton and Lucas, like you know, especially with their last scene. Um, in the episode where, you know, she's like kind of yelling at him for it, and then he's always like, you know, you know, like, what are you doing here? What is all this? And then they like kiss. I was like, like, does this couple do anything but like cheat on whoever they're with? <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like all this constant thing, like first, like it happened like in the high school seasons, like twice with Brooke and it's happening now. I'm like, this is just sort of ruining Peyton and Lucas for me. I feel like I'd like them a lot more if their relationship wasn't just we're with separate people, we cheat on them, and then we realize we're good for each other. And then you hurt other people in the process of getting together. Like, that's yeah. something that doesn't, like, sit right with me about them either. And, you know, Brooke tells Peyton that Lindsay is threatened by her. And Peyton is like, why? I'm not even after Lucas. Like, Miss Girl, you are in the deepest hole of denial I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, the world's biggest claw could not get you out of it. And I'm glad she finally admits it at the end, because... Yeah, she just wasn't. A lot of the times, I feel like the problems caused in these shows is just characters just not being honest with themselves. Like, obviously, like be honest to others about your intentions and what you want. They're like they don't even know what's going on with them. So, like half the time, they like if they just sat down, try to figure it out. Like half of these problems wouldn't even be there. But obviously, they're going to be there because, like you know, you need the drama. But yeah, I I think yeah I think that's. Yeah, that's a pretty fair comment. I lost, I forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> yes. Um, right. Well, hit us up, hit us with your judgments before you go so we can take all of that into the final battle. So, Maureen, who was your favorite performer of this episode? Uh, I'm going to say Hillary. Um, she does such a great job at acting like a bitch that I have to, like, you know, I have to, like, actually, like, tell myself in my head wait i actually really like hillary burton as a person so. yeah nice well that works i remembered what i was going to say as well i did like the one line i one of the lines i did like dom rest please put the knives down but i liked when brooke said you've had your lucas stealing face on since you got off the plane she was like what face and she said the only face you have <laughs> which i <laughs> thought was quite a good line but and then also um right after that Peyton goes to find Lucas and then she turns out she's like wait Brooke if I came back here for Lucas why did you come back she's like duh for Lucas came on bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> fan yeah, of Alan that was funny yeah that was funny it's it the, uh, to add on to just Dom's tan rangent rangent tangent rant I think rangent is a new word a rangent like rant yeah. and tangent yeah I like it I like it well, after to add to Dom's rangent, uh, she also sits at the bar so like cocky and obnoxious. Like, I, and again, look, she's got good. like an be air com- about her. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's good. Be confident, of course, love that, but don't be obnoxious. <laughs> like, and it comes across obnoxious because they're meant to be so young. Like a child is obnoxious, you know. <laughs> quote unquote later soon jamie might potentially illustrate some of those <laughs> you know traits but oh there's uh, no jamie anyway. in this episode it just feels like did help that did mark it up a bit but... i do like jamie though i like especially in season five and six he's so cute 
I mean, except for the end of the episode, we're only in one location, which is rare. So I yeah. To as well. Also, can I yeah. go on my own little rangent, like, really quickly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, just back to, like, Nathan for a second. Um, I remember one of you saying something about, like, his loneliness or whatever. I don't remember who it was. Um, it might have been both. But Simon. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, like you, and, like, you also said, like, he's doing it to himself. And especially in this episode where, you know, that one scene where Brooke and Haley both came up to, like, talk or whatever. And then they just went off and did their own thing. And then he's, like, great talking to you, too. And then he, like, pouts about being alone there. I'm like, he, you're the one acting like your ass is glued to the chair. Like, get up. Maybe interact there's so many people there talk um so that was just kind of his fault his one redeeming moment in this episode was obviously that, like that that was that was what annoyed me as well is the fact that he just sat there he just sat there and we're we're under the but we're under the impression that it's because he's struggling to walk he was walking but, fine but, before but, was he not exactly but then he's he's got crutches he's and he walked home watching, perfectly fine he's watching mia fucking sing away you know yeah fine then wasn't it and, like, other than him pushing away the Jason guy, whatever his name is, he's too irrelevant for me to know his name, um, was when, Jason, right, is when, when Mia was about to start um, performing and Jason was like, oh, you know, get off the stage, no one likes you. And then Nathan was like, hey, you, like, shut up. Like, that was his, like, one redeeming moment. And you know what? He, it's, I shouldn't even call it a redeeming moment, especially with him defending Haley, because he's doing the bare minimum. Like, we shouldn't be applauding him for that. That's the bare minimum. Defending your wife. Defending someone who's being insulted. Anyways. But she told him True. off for it. Yeah, I know. Well, which is but, kind of crazy. But I understand where that was coming from. But she shouldn't have told him off that much for it. Because, I mean, it is true. Because, like, you know, the last time he was in a bar fight, he he ended up in a wheelchair. True. Like, you, like you please. Can, you, can, you can stand up for someone without being violent, I think, is Will Smith. the point. Right? Oh, <laughs> God. What? <laughs> Well, but you can, like, you know, you can, there's, um, there's a saying, someone please write it in the comments, because I can't, I can't remember, I'm one, I'm one beer down, <laughs> I'm, I'm going, <laughs> going off the reins, but yeah, there's some, was. there's something about how, you know, violence is the weapon of the, of a stupid person, basically, of someone that isn't able to communicate better and isn't able to just have a conversation and articulate themselves and say hey you you're you've offended me or this that and the other i mean it's difficult when you got someone saying get off the stage ho <laughs> you know is not which was a line that just made me laugh because that's so ridiculous that someone would say that you know um but yeah i yeah, well, let's continue with your judgments because yes. we we got to get there. Um, favorite character? Um, I'm gonna go with Mia. Actually, she was a great character in this episode. You know, she had her fear at the beginning of like performing, like sort of stage fright, but then she went, she overcome it, and she played her song great. And you know, um, I really like Mia as a character. You know, as of right now, she's not one of like the main characters, but um, I like she like really resonates with me. I think she's great. She's very good at pool when all the balls are over the pockets. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He's going to say that. Um, what about your favorite line? Um, there's two. One of them is Quentin's when Lucas catches him at the bar and is like, that better not be yours. Or he's like, oh, that's not mine. I'm more of a, I'm not old enough. <laughs> there's that. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Um, and then I think the ultimate one has to go to Haley though. Which is like, well, people fail sometimes, just like at Peyton. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. 
That was a good, good line. Good line. What about your favourite background performer? What, Dom? One line or less. Um, I'd say the guy that Victoria is having drinks with and then dancing with later. And then when she's like talking to Brooke later, like you can see him in the background on the dance floor just going. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty great. Excellent. Favorite song? Uh, the one that Mia performs. Um, it's called No mm-hmm. Good. Um, the lyrics are so good. The chorus is so catchy. Um, I love her music. Like even like, you know, the ones that the songs that aren't featured in the show, like I still listen to them. Like I have them in my playlist. They're really, really good. Excellent. And then last but not least is the precious what Dom? Precious. Rating. So did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Has it increased, decreased or stayed the same? Stayed the same. Okay. So it would just be you after three and then we'll take your rating into the final showdown so one two three six okay and we need to know how firm that is would you be willing to go up to a seven yes i'd be willing to go up to a seven not down to a five and if i was very 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 convinced possibly an eight but i don't think it's an eight at all i would sticking with my six so a six, you could go up to a seven or eight. You would I, I was fluctuating between five. six and seven. But then I was okay. reminded about how much I hated all the characters in this. So I chose six. <laughs> okay. Well, we will take that into the final battle and uh, we will let you know. But Maureen, it is a pleasure as always. We appreciate you. Thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, thank you for your support. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insight. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Yeah, I'll Luna's see you guys just soon. Coming. <laughs> so. Bye. It's been awesome to have you, Maureen. Take care. And we will see you soon. And hopefully at the watch along. And yeah, good luck with everything that's coming up for you. I know you've got university. Yeah, I got uh, the shirt on. Soon, um, which, is, uh, which is amazing. And you'll be brilliant. Uh, you're very articulate. And we love having you on. So, yeah, we look forward to having you on again next season thank you thank you for having me guys it's always so much fun thanks marine see you later bye and we are joined by none other legendary seasons and seasons of opinions and great great insight deidre welcome it's fantastic to see you again how are you thank you i'm doing good i'm doing good how are you guys we're all right. I tend to speak for Simon when we get asked this question back, but we're fine. We're okay. We're doing we're doing just fine, aren't we, Simon? He knows how I feel. I like him <laughs> speaking for me. It's nice. I I I have told I told Ethany recently that I'm done with ordering at restaurants. I like it when she orders for me because she knows what I want better than I do, and so I'm just a taken care of guy, you know. <laughs> you are smart. After. I should do that. <laughs> what's uh how how have you been and have have any of the five shows changed like has there been any any new ones that have entered um i i've been good as i said but i wanted to say now that you mentioned that i don't know if you saw my comment but i recently started watching stranger things <gasps> and i just finished the fourth season last night yes and it's Excellent. so good so i put it on there other than that no i don't think so but But yeah it's a really good show but you know what you have to do now that you were up to date Mm -hmm. with stranger things right what listen to it 
You got to listen, listen to, to our podcast. podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> was, of course. Not like we're holding a gun at you or anything. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, I'm going to, but I'm busy, busy. But I will. I promise. That's, thank you. We needed that's, that. Yes, that's all we need. Mm-hmm. Just and a promise. Dom has some questions about uh, about your band. I do. Oh, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Okay. Oh, I'm so happy someone came prepared. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we did ours. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so we're obviously going to get yours now. So if mm-hmm. you had to start a band with any of the main characters, who would it be? Max two. Okay. So in the theme of the episode, I think I was going to do Mouth and Lucas. And I was going to call it Torn Between Two Lovers. <laughs> What a great one. I picked mm-hmm. Mouth. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, I called it Back Off Bitch as well, was our band. <laughs> uh, um, what would be on your rider? If you were going to pick one thing that you're going to have at every gig, what would it be? Oh, that one I actually didn't think about. But um, I think it would probably be something like um, silly. Like, I love Starburst. So if Peyton could give me all the pink Starburst, I'd be fine. There you go, Starburst, that's it. You get a bucket of Starburst every time you go to a gig. Fantastic. What a great choice. I haven't yeah. had Starburst for years. Mm-hmm. Of course, I like to call them opal fruits, which is what they were originally called over here. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they used to be called opal fruits, and then I think they got bought mm. out, and now they're called Starburst here mm. as well. Oh. Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. Learn something new. <laughs> Well, there is so much to talk about within this episode. Um, Dom has been on a rampage uh, about Brooke, about Peyton, mainly about Brooke. Um, there's still a, bit a lot about of... Haley as well. Haley oh yeah, Haley was on the hit list. Yeah, there, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, before we get into mm-hmm. it, can we just hear some of your overall thoughts on this episode? Obviously, you chose it as you you know mm-hmm. your episode to feature on does that mean it's one of your mm-hmm. favorites or actually you chose it because you hate this episode so much that the whole world needed to know how you felt about it i okay so i dislike some of the characters and their actions in the episode but i don't hate the episode um it was one of the ones where when i originally signed up the other ones were taken but that's okay because i still like this one um i think i chose it mainly for like the end of the episode like what happened at the end because that was pretty big um but i'm curious as to why do you say dom's on a rampage negatively about brooke oh yes (laughs) i'm talking you know in the new jurassic world i don't know if you've seen it but they they put the laser beam on someone and then when they do that the they let the velociraptors out of the cages and then they just kill everything in their sight but it's basically like someone just put that laser beam onto Brooke's face and Dom got let out of the cage. Really? I'm actually surprised by that. I actually like Brooke in this episode. We're going to have massively conflicting views there. I actually am looking for cover. Like, is there a shield somewhere around here? Listen, I'm an open-minded person. That's the part of my profession. So I can be open-minded, but... I don't know. I'm 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 intrigued. Overall, um I like the episode. Um I think Lucas is the abs- absolute worst. Um that was my main takeaway from the episode. But other than that, I didn't really have a problem with a lot of them except for maybe mouth, maybe, but hmm. So. 
Tell, yeah, tell us really. t- tell us about Brooke then. Tell us what, what we liked about Brooke. And then I'll kind of f- <laughs> fill in the blanks of what I really didn't like about Brooke. And I'll do it in a calmer manner for you. <laughs> oh, no, no. However you want to do it is fine. But I think um, Brooke, I just liked how she was kind of, it seemed like the voice of reason for like Lucas, Mouth, and um, Peyton. Really, I felt like that was her main purpose, except for the storyline with their mom. But I don't know. I feel like that was the good part about her this episode. Um, just as she was able to kind of talk to talk some sense into people. Um, other than that, I feel like she really didn't have a lot of function. So I'm not really sure what there isn't to like, but I'm, I'm open to listening. So I <laughs> essentially said that she was completely ineffectual for this entire episode. Mm. And she, all she does is flirt with the bar guy and makes a bit of a fool of herself. And it's really embarrassing uh, and she's basically oh. just chucking herself at him the entire episode. And it's just a bit mm-hmm. shameful, really. Um, and I, I'm glad it's reflected in what Victoria's doing. Um, and we see that happening, like she's kind of seeing her future self. Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought if she wasn't in this episode, it wouldn't have made the slightest bit of difference. Maybe only to, to Millie and Mouth. Okay. Uh, you know, I didn't even think about it like that because honestly... You're right. She was throwing herself at Owen. Um, But I still think that she had a purpose for, um, like, making Peyton and Lucas realize things. Or, like, or at least on Peyton's side. You don't think so? Like, when she would have those conversations with them about, like, not wanting to talk to Lindsay or Peyton needing to realize that she is in love with Lucas and that kind of stuff. Well, DJ, you always have to come here and be like the voice of reason, and it's quite frustrating because <laughs> I quite liked not liking Brooke today. But um, <laughs> I, I guess there's a bit of functionality there. However, mm-hmm. I still can't get over the whole literally spending the episode saying we're going to have sex on the bar and we're going to do this oh, and we're going to do that. Yeah. It's just I, I just I just thought it was totally unnecessary, um, mm. or she was unnecessary, like ineffectual for pretty much all the episode, except for now the points that you brought up, which yeah. I kind of, I kind of do agree with. So yes, you've done it to yeah. me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that kind of, and I don't, I hope I don't get any hate, but isn't that kind of part of Brooke's personality though? From the beginning, she's been a little bit sexual, a little bit extra. Like it's really nothing new, you know. But but my my kind of point as well is that she's we've had so much growth and we've had so much change and when she was mm-hmm. working with victoria and she's very focused on her um like the on, on the brand and all of that 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 was kind of all cut out and the the dates were all like pre-planned dates and then it was go home and i'm not saying she needs to be alone and she she mm-hmm. can't be a sexualized you know character and strong sort of independent woman which is you know mm-hmm. what she very much is and should be what i'm saying is is have a bit of self-respect go there you can do a bit of flirting but you don't have to like Mm -hmm. literally throw yourself at this guy who is quite smart enough to kind of knock you back and say you're not really old enough for me you know you can you're barely old enough to drink in this country um so you know is is kind of what it is with with her and i i think we have seen that growth and we have seen that change and we have seen a brook that wants to settle down and you know take her time with things and it's really kind of get into the emotional side of things and now she's just reverted completely back she's taken mm-hmm. a backward step and i can't help but feel that victoria's right she's come back to Dree hill and she's turned into a bit of an idiot mm, interesting okay no i think i think you're right 
because she has, you know, grown so much. And then she goes back to it. So, okay, maybe we both have points. Maybe we're both right. You see how that works? We've both convinced each other we're we're right in some way. So, well done us. Can I I be right about something? Come on. Yeah, you're right as well. Yay. (laughs) Well, I kind of was in the middle, really. Like, I I found her annoying with some of the... I found her obnoxious in the episode, like things mm. like with like what you had already mentioned, Dom, about hear that, Millie, you're the second mm. prettiest girl in 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 the club and whatever, and it's a bit like, come on, like just, you're already nice, but and she's already in a position of power over Millie in being her being her boss, right? It's like it's not necessary. She should be uplifting her. Mm. Not, I, I know it was meant as as a joke, but many a things said in jest you know can be can be harmful but i found her more obnoxious than like the way i found all of them god here we go (laughs) i I found all of them obnoxious to be honest like what 21 year olds act like this in a bar what what 28 year olds 30 year olds act like this in a bar no one like i don't think I mean, I, probably I'm probably not the best person to speak on this because bars and clubs and things have never been my thing. Like even like when I was at college and things, they, it wasn't my thing. Like I, not that I don't like the noise. I like space and all of those other things. But it just feels like kids putting on daddy and mummy's clothes and playing, you know mummy and daddy but it's not like it's don't know they're playing grown-ups aren't they yeah it's just Mm -hmm. i i don't want to dislike it and i i'm worried about ruining the podcast by being honest and by saying that watching it this time and watching it with this much scrutiny for the podcast i'm not trying to be negative but it's just miles away from season one which is which feels quaint and feels more realistic and um you know i just, i think we just i just have to separate myself and think of it as a, a different version of the show yeah mm. nice what about mia can we talk about her we haven't said much we haven't really spoken about her yet uh are you are you a fan deidre she's fine i guess but i was listening to I forget what episode it was. And uh, you, Simon, were talking about her pronunciation of how she says the words. But... <sighs> so annoying. I mean, she's fine as a character, I guess. I guess we don't really see much of her outside of her music. So maybe she's just annoying. I don't know. But I, when she was up on the stage singing the song, after listening to you say that, that's all I could really focus on was how she was pronouncing her words. I was I'm like, sorry. Oh, this seems entirely too long. Why did she have to play the whole song? the whole song i really i like i quite like the song actually uh-huh. i actually quite liked it in fact i did like it i I will download it i think afterwards but the <laughs> it, i'll just I, i'll just ignore those parts um when she's pronouncing the words like that but i was surprised that they played the entire thing and i wonder how much of that was written into her contract because obviously she has released that song and she must have released it I'm guessing when the episode came out to, you know, cash in on that. I'm wondering if they maybe pay her, you know, we'll pay you a little bit less 
but will play you get to play your song like do you think that's a thing i'm sure sarah tanner will be able to tell us well what what do you guys think do you think she would they would do something like that in her contract i don't know i can't i can't imagine that she's going to be in many episodes so they'll probably give her like a, a standard rate or a standard fee per episode that she's in um and she gets the opportunity to kind of sing her song but remember it fills time as well and and it plays over, you know, other things that are happening. What really annoyed me was the band at the end and they got two songs out of them. That really annoyed me. And cut your hair, man, honestly. How annoying must it be to just do, flick your head continuously just to try and see a little bit. That must be so irritating. Yeah, I had that phase <laughs> when, when I was younger. The old, like you got a tick, yeah. you know. I- like Mia as a character, she's a, she's a bit annoying, but she's, you know, she has function, I suppose. She's going to be Peyton's first kind of recording artist, Peyton's first kind of project. Mm. And Haley's helping out and, you know, she's going to be the new kind of Haley, I think, in terms of like her success and where to go next. And it will be like, okay, she's going to, you know, do some more performances and then go on tour or something like that. And, you know, I don't know how that's going to work with... Peyton does Peyton you know go with her because of what happens at the end of this episode she's like okay we're gonna you know do a little tour and go off and then she'll come back and mysteriously Lucas has binned off Lindsay and loves Peyton again so um I'm not sure but um hang on a minute hang on a minute great points but just as you were saying that I I just triggered in my head Peyton is staying at Brooks right why yeah. is she not staying with her dad? Has that has that been covered? Have I missed that? Why can't she just stay at her dad's house? Uh, someone else lives in the house now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that where's girl. her dad? Yes, sorry, that's stupid of me, of course. And like, but so... <laughs> <laughs> that's what Peyton does doesn't it? know is that's that's Larry's other daughter. He's been living a whole separate <laughs> life with another family, and he's moved them across the country because finally Fort Peyton has gone to L.A. and you know she didn't even realize. No, but where, oh, well, that would be a fantastic storyline. That would be like so worthwhile as well as to where Larry has actually been. And then, <laughs> when she's like, "You're Peyton from the door." And it's like, but, and, and Larry didn't want to get rid of the door because it was signified his old life. Well, where the, pardon my French, where the fuck is Larry? Probably up on a boat somewhere, like where he's always been, you know? And now he's cashed in because that house must have been worth, you know, a couple pennies. So does she so- mention it? Like there's a, there's a moment where she says, like my dad's coming to visit me and like see me down here. Does she mention it then, like a few episodes ago, like mm. literally at the beginning of the of the season? That she mentions Larry. She mentions like she's oh my dad's coming to visit me and this that and the other's happening. Oh, I'm almost certain there's a mention of Larry. Do you want to see Kevin Kilner again? Of course, who wouldn't? You know, <laughs> it would be interesting to see how he would return, um, if at all. Like he'll, he'll just appear and be like. Oh, they must have thought I was dead because they've sold my house. You know, my my storage unit has been open and sold. You know, <laughs> you know storage walls or whatever has turned up and they've auctioned it off. You know. <laughs> wow, 
And who knows? Who knows? Well, can I ask can I ask you a question, Deidre, that maybe you do know mm-hmm. the answer to? Mm-hmm. Bear Hunter Ninja. Yeah. Hunter beats Bear. Mm-hmm. What beats what beats Ninja? Okay, so my guess would be Ninja beats Hunter. I don't know how. There's no way a ninja's beating a bear, right? I don't know. Doesn't make sense. So bear beats ninja. Mm hmm. Bear beats ninja. ninja beat, Hunter ninja beats, beats bear. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. Okay. That, no, that's made it clear. So, okay. Yeah. So, shall we play a quick round? Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> All three of us will go. So what you need to do is we just put your hands over your eyes. We're gonna make this just the honor system. What what was the what was the yeah. the so, symbol wait, for ninja? So this is bear, like bear. hands up, you know, like aggressive stance is bear. Hunter. Yeah, hunter was that bow and arrow? Or yeah. gun? Gonna have to be a gun for a bear, surely. Gun, okay. Um Gun ninja or gun, you know, and then what's ninja? So just, okay. Like something like like karate chop. Do the knives, yeah. <laughs> okay, so cover your eyes. This is on a system, and then we'll show on three. So ready, one, two, three, go. So we've got Deidre is a ninja, and I'm a ninja, and Dom's a bear. So Dom wins. Darn. 100% thought you'd go bear. 100% thought you'd go bear. Thought free, free what's, what's going to be a bear? A bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did we think? DJ, what did, what you start with? You started off. What did you think of Mouse conundrum between his boss that's manipulating mm-hmm. him and then the lovely opportunity he had to go on a date with Millie, who seems lovely. Uh, so, I guess part of me feels, I don't know, if it, a little bit bad for Mouse because she is in a position of power, but how it all started. But then I also like Millie, and so I'm like, I guess I just wish where he was at at the end, he could have done earlier. Um, I, I honestly was a little bit frustrated with Mouse. But also felt bad for him, so I don't know. Kind of in the middle. And Dom, do you think that, as we know, Mark Schwann was writing Mouth as if he was himself, right, it, within the show? Do you think there's some sort of wish fulfillment in some weird way that he's writing himself as if, like, you know, my my boss wants me, this other woman wants me, you know, sort of a position of, uh, you know uh yeah being being wanted or do you just think it's frustrating writing in general uh, i mean a bit of both i guess uh, sometimes i try and think you know is is every episode written with that in mind but, you, mm. you know every time mouth is on screen or, or is he present it is that the intention um and sometimes the, what, i try and the wish fulfillment you mean no no i mean like that he's you know, Mark Schwann has written right. this character as, as himself, like a version of himself. Um, and sometimes I try and think, um, like of Mouth just as the character. Let's just think of him as as he is, rather than taking it 
um to to that extreme or like too too deep into it um but you can't help but have that in your mind as well you know once you know you know you know um um so it's difficult to to kind of bury it or put it to one side so it's quite challenging to 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 consider either version and i i think you know there's an element of you know this is i'm getting the opportunity to sort of like vicariously play out a fantasy here um but there's also an element of you know how would this person really handle it and and how did i how would i handle this situation so yeah it's hard to to kind of separate the two i think um the you know the two options that, that you mentioned and and think of it kind of objectively you know just uh, as the character that he is um i think mouth is is pretty awful to be honest um but you know i guess in this episode he's not the worst um he's getting a bit of abuse from his boss um and i can't help but feel that alice is actually more like mark schwann than um mm. the mouth i think i think he's written alice as to to be mm. himself rather than the other way around so mm. um yeah that were that uh, was kind of my thoughts on it and that it, it's that kind of power struggle um and that not knowing what to do and 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 how to how to handle these advances that that shouldn't be happening um and the blackmail essentially isn't it yeah good call good sentiments yeah it's, it's been all over the place tonight dom has but you know he's, he's remained excellent in all different tempos and cadences that he's been at you know i was gonna say the same thing and i think that's where part of my you know when i said i kind of felt bad for mouth is when i was watching it i felt the same thing i was like alice seems more like mark schwann to me in that moment when she was like you know if you kiss her or whatever you know demanding in terms of his job so i was kind of viewing him more in her character in that in that mm. particular instance and so i was like e that does kind of make me feel bad for him a little bit so that's why um when you said that i was like that's exactly what i was thinking honestly yeah what's what's so shocking is that it's written that alice is this horrible blackmailing bitch that has this power and this this you know kind of aura over mouth and the rest of the people that work in the studio and it, this is kind of true to life, you know, exactly what was happening, but, you know, with, with him being that person. So it's hard to see past that as well. So, yeah, I, Alice is just awful. I mean, she was fine kind of at the beginning when she was, you know, chewing everyone out and making everyone look a bit stupid. But now she's just like horrendous. She's just joined that club of unnecessary. If If she'd just been a strong you know powered like hard-headed boss that thought she had to be that way because of the industry that she's in and you know maybe she has to be like i said it before a couple of episodes you know she has to be that kind of tough hard-headed bitch and treat people like shit because she's been treated like shit her entire career kind of how you want peyton to start off at you know peyton's gone in she's the basically the in the mail room the, the the post girl she's been treated like shit and you kind of expect her at some point to turn around and go no do you know what fuck you i'm not doing this anymore this is the job i want and go for it and maybe alice has had that journey and alice has got to this point because you know she's been treated so badly and so poorly and she's had men do to her the things that she's doing to mouth but it'd be so much better if she wasn't doing it and she was just you know pushing that boundary being important being 
you know powerful at the head of this studio but that was kind of it and she was just maybe she was just a bitch with it but fine that that would be kind of understandable but now that she's got this weird twist of trying to control mouth through sex and his job it's just very very awkward it's very weird very strange writing i agree totally yeah (laughs) it's uh, the, the actress is um i think contactable like as in potential she's in our realm she's within our realm but yes the follower <laughs> count is within you know potential would we be interested in in talking to her to see what her perspective is on the character looking back what her perspective was on the character at the time i think it would be an interesting conversation yeah sure <laughs> he's not bothered but <laughs> uh okay well Dom, do you have some predictions for Mouth? I don't think I've asked you any predictions at all tonight. Um, I think Mouth is going to go, you know what, Alice? You, you you can't have your cake and eat it, so see you later. I think, you know, we saw that happen kind of at the end of this episode, and he's kind of like, we're done. I do, however, think that she's going to maybe have a moment of self-reflection and bring him back and give him an opportunity um, but I don't necessarily think she's going to learn from this situation. I think <laughs> she might go back to, you know, trying to control Mal through, you know, sex and through th- threats in his job. Um, but I, I you know, kind of hope that Mal will get through to her and, you, you know, try and change the way she is and kind of the perception that everyone in the studio has of her. Um, but there's going to be obviously a gap where Mal isn't working she's got to reappear with him at some point to try and convince him to come back for whatever reason so i i think he will end up working at the studio again i just don't know what the dynamic will be with him and alice and with alice and the rest of the studio and the rest of the crew and stuff so um i i can't help but feel that she'll continue to be a bitch and mouth will try and ease that a little bit as we go forward okay we will see Deidre, how do you feel about Victoria and in particular this episode? Um, honestly, I kind of just wish she would mind her own business. I get that she's working with Brooke and the company and she's trying to, you know, keep it going. But I think Brooke needs to make her own decisions. Um, her mom, obviously, from what we've been told, hasn't been there to help her make decisions when she was younger. So it's it seems clear to me that she, she's doing this for her sole benefit in terms of money in the company. And so I just kind of wish she would go off somewhere and leave her alone for a little while. I think she's a good, like, I guess, villainous character. Um, but I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of her, honestly. I mean, Dom... Big fan, you have been a huge fan. <laughs> I've been a fan of the way she absolutely smashes and crushes anyone's confidence or <laughs> ability or capability. Um, like last week, she had my favorite line when she was like, "I would say that this has been a like a, a like failure or whatever, but you haven't even been in that long, so you know, just uh, it's brilliant, it's fantastic." Uh, this episode she didn't really have much to do other than kind of 
be a version of Brooke. So that that was kind of her um, raison d'etre, shall we say, for this episode. So whoa, um, whoa, whoa! Don't try and come in here with your big fancy multi-syllable words and think we're not gonna <laughs> bring that back. Break it <laughs> so down like her, and tell me her, what it means. Her purpose for the episode, basically, like her reason to be. So, so her purpose for this episode was to show Brooke exactly what Brooke is being Excuse like. Excuse me, I uh, raisin. Second, I need the word repeated a few times. When I use this tomorrow in a meeting, I need to be confident. <laughs> so it's raison d'être. Raison d'être. Yeah, and it means the reason for being. It's like reason, reason to be. Yeah, reason so to like be. Their 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 purpose. So you're my raison d'être. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay good sorry continue good word um but yeah her her purpose for this episode is is to show brooke like ex- exactly what she's being like you know um she's gone to new york she started this company she's done this that and the other now she's reverted back to being a kind of immature teenager and she's trying to snap her out of it um as much as i didn't like brooke she's still young give her the opportunity to go and be this immature teenager if she's been working hard for the last sort of three years or so to build build a company um i really thought i really thought she'd do it i really thought brooke would fire her then then and there and say you know what i own the company because she was banging on about being the ceo and this that and the other at the end you know trying to prove a point um and i really thought brooke would do it and be brave enough to go you know what you're fired so i kind of feel like that's coming i feel like that's in the in the waters somewhere that brooke is gonna cut ties with her mom and then prove that she can run the business without her um and maybe make maybe make millicent the ceo that would be hilarious that would be you know that would be that would be perfect what a perfect spin because millie probably does all the work anyway she's just just it's just victoria pointing isn't it really so um yeah did, did you ever think victoria might sleep with the bar with the bahamut yes <laughs> and that'd be like the ultimate you know that that's what brooke wanted and yeah, yeah. i got what you you, you couldn't <laughs> but well, yeah she's she's trying to basically tell her to to like, I, i'm just acting like you and if you don't like the way i'm acting then how do you think i feel you need to get back to work. Let's just, you know, continue to to build the brand and move the company forward. And we haven't really spoken much about Lucas and Lindsay. I mean, Deidre, it's kind of fair, right, that Lindsay, she doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to have to be friends or part of an ensemble that includes her, well, now, fiancé's ex-girlfriend that she's made effort with and has been, has, you know, basically been told that, she doesn't is not liked by for no no other reason than just because she's in a relationship with lucas and lucas doesn't seem to have any kind of understanding empathy any perspective of that what he's doing is wrong what is your perspective of him he's so stupid I mean, how, I mean, for real, how dumb can you really be? So stupid. He, I mean, he's had a history of this in high school with, with Brooke and Peyton. It seems like he's repeating the same thing. Like he paid, I mean, this th- makes me think of back in like season four when Peyton says, do you ever actually defend the person you're dating? No, mm-hmm. he doesn't. He doesn't clue into anything with the person he's dating. Um, 
I just think it's so stupid. And what happened at the end, probably close to the dumbest thing he's done the entire series. Um, and for Lindsay, I agree with you on Lindsay. Um, I think I kind of was following. I will admit, though, when Dom, a few episodes ago, you were talking about when she gave the bamboo plant. You were like, no, I don't think she's being genuine. I felt that way the first time I watched it. I was like, this is not, like, why would you go out of your way? But then I was like, yeah, she's just being nice. And I think, as she said in this episode, she was just feeling insecure and jealous. That doesn't mean she's not a good person or trying to be vindictive. So I don't blame her for not wanting to be there. And Lucas should have drove her home and probably stayed home with her. But did he do that? No. Yeah, well said. Honestly, I, I I haven't really got an issue with Lindsay. To be honest, I feel mm-hmm. sorry for her. If anything, mm-hmm. uh, in that you know, she she quite rightly says, "I changed my life for you. I I come to live here with you. You know, I'm waiting for you to write this second book that you haven't you know started getting on with yet. And everything I've done has been to sort of kind of support you for the last sort of three years or so. And nothing's happening." Just it just feels like nothing is happening. Then suddenly, you know, Peyton turns up, Brooke turns up. You've got a bit of inspiration. You start writing. There's this weird tension. She makes it clear that she doesn't like me, you know. But and he keeps, you know, pushing her on it. You know, he he could have at every point in this episode, he could have just kept the check and just gone, yeah, thanks. Just don't cash it. Just don't cash. Don't, don't pay it in. You don't pay it in. She's not charged anything. Right. So it's just a bit of it's just a bit of paper then isn't it do you know what i mean you just throw so it just, away yeah exactly go. just just yeah. say to Lindsay, oh do you know what she she's trying to pay me rent and when she's like well what's the problem with that she's like well, there's no problem with it but we've been friends for such a long time and you know i know, I know it's awkward and, and difficult and stuff but i just feel bad taking money from her so what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna keep the check but i'm not i'm not gonna talk to her about it anymore i'm just gonna leave it there but should we go home because you're not having a good night um and i'm a bit pissed off as well so let's just let's just go shall we and that that would have been fine you know it would have been a bit better mcdonald's drive through on the way back oh, absolutely. i'll get them i'll get the mcflurries you know we'll just yeah, yeah. Well, what's frustrating is that oh sorry where are you gonna go oh, i just okay. gonna make a joke about mcdonald's <laughs> oh i just want to say this before i get what's frustrating is he had like the nerve to go and yell at Peyton at the end of the episode, which I laughed so hard on the watch along when you were laughing at her. Oh God, because that would have been me too. Um, but he had the nerve to go and yell at her whenever like literally she was like telling you not to talk to her because you're going to get in trouble and you still follow her around like a long lost puppy. And it's her fault, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It's a shame that Q didn't give him the right hook. (laughs) We'll have to get to Q in a second because we haven't really, we haven't spoken about him. But uh, yeah, I I fully agree. And also, like as someone that's like I've been with Ephany since I was twenty-two, so like we have been in so many different like parties and functions and things together, and you know events and whatever because you know it's just been a long time uh that um you just never do that you never leave the person that you're with like you may do for a second but not really you definitely don't just leave them on their own uh because you're there together you know as a couple and 
he just leaves her all the time to go off and have these separate conversations. Like he, I think, hey, again, I'm thinking of him as a different person, different show. But maybe he's been the way that that way the whole time. But he is an incredibly selfish character. He is a very selfish, very selfish character. I mean, he he's been selfish the whole time because even when he is with Peyton in earlier seasons, she's like. Hey, like even in the last season, sorry, like she's like, hey, where's my boyfriend been? And he's like, oh yeah, sorry, I, you know, when when something's bugging me, I kind of go into myself. And she's like, well, yeah, I noticed, and this it happens repeatedly. Mm. So I, I think he is just continuously selfish, and there's a there's a sense of self importance there, but he mm. doesn't ever really verbalize it. You know, it's just he he feels like. It's his way or the highway kind of thing. And he, he makes that very clear to Peyton in this episode. You know, why do you have to be so mean to Lindsay? Why do you have to treat her like that? You know, why can't you be like this? Why can't you be like that? And then it becomes this moment of, you know, tension and passion and they end up kissing and they get seen by Haley, and it's, you know, a disaster because it's exactly what happened, you know, in the in the library years ago, you know, when mm-hmm. he was dating Brooke, supposedly. So, um, yeah, I just think Lucas has never really learned from anything. You, you know, and uh, he he never really will. I don't think. Uh, I've I've said it since quite early on. They're destined to be together. I think we'll get to. You know, we know that he's proposed to Lindsay. What a dick move! Right at the end of the episode, but I think we will get to a wedding. I think there is a wedding to happen, like to be, but the, but it won't happen for whatever reason. It will be called off. It will be stopped. Something will happen. Like Lucas will go. You know, no, I I don't love you. Or Peyton will stand up and say don't marry him don't don't marry her marry me you know that kind of thing so that there'll be something that stops the wedding and he will eventually marry peyton or that's in the cards he just reminds me or it'll be like when keith is gonna marry jules and karen says to jules (laughs) you're a whore (laughs) and then slaps her around the face that'd be brilliant what what amazing symmetry that would be well we shouldn't have that to Lindsay though she hasn't done anything wrong it should be Lindsay saying that to lucas or maybe to karen has borrowed some money off andy and is like can we buy someone to just publish this book and maybe start dating him because peyton and brooke and all that are bad influences so let's you know see how he gets on yeah fair <laughs> Deidre, in general, how do you feel about Q? And then how do you feel about him in this episode? Um, In general, um, from the beginning, I always saw potential in Q because, to me, he did remind me of a season one Nathan. Um, This episode, I mean, I guess he was just doing teen things, I guess, in terms of, like, trying to drink. Um, I don't even know why he... Well, I guess Trick is technically... Is it still all ages? Or is it just a bar? I don't know. But anyway, I'm not really sure. The show doesn't know either. (laughs) I'm not sure. But I'm also not sure why he was there. Unless he just wanted to watch the band. Don't know why he'd want to watch the honorary title. But if that's your thing. Um, (laughs) I mean, to be honest. But... um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was fine. And then he punched um, Kevin Federline. What's his name? Jason. Why is Jason here? Why is Jason here? He punched Jason. Um, and I guess it was stupid because, I mean, it looked like his hand hurt and he plays basketball. So that was dumb. But other than that, I guess I really didn't pay much attention to him. He did call Nathan out, right? On Manny mm-hmm. Carey. 
I yeah. like that. Yeah, that was good. Mm. That was really good. I like that. But yeah. And yeah, and and he gave Nathan like a good moment, and then. Like where Nathan was saying, how dumb are you to try and be drinking in the same bar as your coach? Mm-hmm. But then his response was way better than, you know, and yet you're flirting with the hot nanny in the same club as your wife. Like it was a good uh, <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. I, and uh, he comes in and orders uh, a Jack and Coke, which um, like the taste of Jack and Coke makes my spine shudder. Like there, there's one of the drinks apologies to any of the people out there that that's like your thing to your go-to drink but they're like one of the drinks that you drink when you're younger because you think that's what you're supposed to drink would like to just get drunk you know like like the uh like a double vodka red bull horrible horrible sambuca shots horrible (laughs) tequila horrible like as in oh my god all the worst you know give me a nice uh you know couple years old nice white wine chilled i'll just you know sip that gently in an evening Dom, you drink dry or sweet wine i prefer dry with a nice cheese board if you've got it and a couple grapes well <laughs> what i can't get like? behind you on that one but um, either semi-sweet or sweet. I'm not really a dry wine person, but that's okay. You like a rosé? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like a rosé. I like champagne. That's sweet. That's, well, yeah, I'm usually more just wine. Yeah. We're going to pop but a couple bottles in Wilmington. Don't you worry. Yeah. Did you ever figure that out? Are we still doing 2025? I know you were having what seemed like a mini anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> Continuous. It's an attack that has never ended. (laughs) That's this podcast. We're definitely going, whether Dom Mm -hmm. likes it or not, whether he's got a kid on the way or not. I don't care. He's he's coming. I had it greenlit. No, it's definitely happening. Just when we (laughs) get closer to season nine, then we will know. I think probably at the beginning of season eight, we'll be like, Mm -hmm. hey, it's time to plan because that will give us, like, what about eight or nine months in advance and then we'll start planning it but i like the idea of trying to do our own like after party basically like a uh a rap party for the podcast and maybe Mm. if we could like rent a room in trick or something that would be really cool and maybe we could see we could get like uh paul and barbara and other friends of the podcast you know uh Pat has called him Jimmy Colin you know people that we've interviewed maybe they could come on on like uh we could hook up a laptop to a big screen and maybe we could try and do a little zoom something you know try and organize mm-hmm. something like that with yeah, the Ravens good idea. Dom I want to hear you confirm that you'll attend I will attend I will be there in person oh okay <laughs> you'll sit next you'll sit next to me on the flight You'll tell off the kid behind me that's been kicking the back of my chair. I'll kick the kid. You'll open the doors and stuff (laughs) for me like you do, because I don't like touching door handles, all of those things. Yes, all of those. I will do that. I will protect you. (laughs) Thank thank you. I'm very needy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What did you think about about Q, Dom? 
And you you had some Jack and Cokes back in the day, blatantly, didn't you? What was what was the go to uni drink that you that you would never go near now? Strongbow. <laughs> he knew. Pint he didn't even have to hesitate. Didn't have to think. Strongbow. Pint of Strongbow all the time, forever. I was thinking about this earlier, randomly. I don't know why. I was just, I was just thinking about because um, I'd watched the episode, and I was kind of thinking like they're just having shots of tequila all the time, and that just horrendous horrible um uh, tequila just absolutely destroys me uh and um sometimes i'm like no 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 i won't have it I won't have it someone will buy it and they'll be like okay and drink it um they, i don't really drink anymore so this doesn't happen but when i was at university it was strongbow which is basically a fake cider um and is pretty disgusting but yeah it was just cheap and sweet so i used to drink it all the time all the time. What do you drink when you go to your music quiz, which is in a pub? Diet Coke. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> do you have... Do you... It's been three hours in a pub and have Diet Coke. <laughs> Just one? No, I have a few. Several. Okay. Uh, what about you? Do you have a... Uh, what was like the drink that you would never drink now that you used to drink when you were like at that kind of ad- adolescent age? Um, well, are you talking like alcoholic beverages? Yeah. Like okay. something that makes your spine shudder if you were to drink it now. Ooh. Uh, so, and I only had one occurrence with this and I'll never again. And it's just a little bit. It's a fireball. Have you heard of that? It's like a, a cinnamon tasting. I don't know what it actually is. If it's like, I don't drink a lot, but I don't know what it is, but I tried it. If it's like, is it like a, it's not like, is it like a whiskey or something? It's like oh. a fake whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. It was gross. <laughs> it was so gross. Never again. Just the smell of it. I shouldn't even have tried it. And I did. And it was nasty and never again. Oh, Jägermeister as well. Anyone that thinks Jägermeister is a good idea. I've never had a, it. Don't. I, I don't told you, to. right? Face down in the snow in Sweden. Like I could have died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard horror stories from many people, so I'm good on that. Yeah, good. Well, people let us know in the comments uh, on Patreon, uh, like, what what is the drink that you would never drink now that you would have drunk when you were, you know, at Q's age? Um, and let's roll into our judgments. So mm-hmm. if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and what, Dom? How could you not? But you know, I always prompt you with these. I'm going to stop prompting you and let's just see if we can. We'll just flow in. Um, <laughs> wait, I've lost my thing. How can you check us out? Ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Oops. But Deidre, they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.motherfuckingnet. Deidre, who was your favorite performer of the episode? Uh, I'm going to give it to Hillary Burton. I thought she did um, well in the scene where, even though I kind of wish she wouldn't have, she told Lucas that, you know, she came back for him and all that stuff. And I thought her, the look on her face when she went to his house and saw that he proposed to Lindsay, it was a little heartbreaking. So I'm going to give it to her. Nice. And Dom? Um, I was very close to giving it to Hilary Burton. It was quite difficult this episode, picking a favorite performer. But I'm actually going to go with uh, the young lady that plays Lindsay. I don't know her name. Sorry. I can't remember her name. 
It's Michaela McManus. Michaela McManus. Yes. She was my favorite performer. I like someone who can cry well, and she cried brilliantly at the end, and it was sad but happy tears. So, great job. So that's why. And what about you, Simon? Favorite performer? Uh, I don't know. It's really hard. It's hard. It's hard, isn't it? I'm going to go with Daphne, who plays uh, Victoria, because she was playing embarrassing quite well. And we hadn't seen that from her yet. Like, we've seen her be cruel and all the rest of it, but we hadn't seen those aspects. So I'll go with her. Nice. And what about your favorite character, Deidre? This one's hard because I don't... I mean, I said earlier that I liked... Brooke and I did for the reasons, but I don't feel like anyone stood out to me, and I don't. Hmm. If I had to choose, I think I would give it to. Uh, I should have thought about that one before. I was really having a hard time with this one. I was like, I don't really think anyone's my favorite. Probably, I'll say Quentin just because he punched Jason, and that's enough for me. Fair. <laughs> Yeah, if you're punching yeah, Kevin Federline, then you you can be up there. Yeah, Dom. Um, I, I didn't pick you, but this is the first episode where I thought Q was actually all right. It was mm. fairly well acted. Um, did did a pretty good job. He wasn't in it too much, but popped in and out. Kind of had his little you know jibes and you know good things to say back to people, which you know um, hit home with them a little bit as well. So, and he did a solid punch at the end, but I've actually given it to Millicent because she's the only character that wasn't a dickhead for the entire episode. So I'm going to give it to her. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> one. Mine was also Millie because she's good vibes. Ooh. She's good vibes. She had, um, the, she's the so funk, nice. she had the game. I would really have enjoyed that. And, mm. um, she just seems like a good time. I forgot about her. Yeah. I don't know how, but yeah. I also have I her staring at me up here. From oh, oh, the poster. Yeah. yeah Which yeah. we can't talk about yet, right? No, no. I think yeah. Dom, Dom saw it, I think, but mm. a while ago, so it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, what about your favorite background performer? One line or less? The guy that was dancing with uh, uh, Victoria. When Peyton told her that she's here and she looked over and she was dancing with him, I'm going to go with him. Popular choice. Marine went for that one as well, I believe. (laughs) Dom, so many. Uh, I've actually, there's a man in a blue shirt that's dancing behind Victoria when Victoria is kind of kicking off at at Brooke, like calling Brooke out for, you know, all the stuff. Uh, And he's really like pumping his fists in the air and he seems like he's having a really good time to the floppy headband or flicking their head all the time so i went with that guy uh nice. simon yours uh yeah i had someone that was dancing it was just funny dancing but i can't really describe because i can't remember but i just remember their <laughs> dancing so but yeah there was tons to pick from just anyone is fine what about your favorite line deidre okay so even though i disagree because i love her i'm gonna go with Haley's line where she said People make mistakes like a Peyton. Or people fail sometimes like a Peyton. Or what did you say? Something like that. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. yeah. People Peyton, fail yeah. sometimes like a Peyton. Although I love Peyton. It was funny. And unfortunately, she has had some failures. So we all have. It's okay. Yeah, for sure. Mistakes, failures, it's all part of what makes us. Dom? 
Uh, I actually went with You Ain't That Lucky by Q when he hits Jason uh, and knocks him down. Because um, obviously Nathan says, you're lucky, and then it's smash, and it's like, you ain't that lucky. I thought that was a good line. So yeah, pick Q for that one. And um, what about yours, Simon? People might not agree with me for this one, but it made me laugh. It made me laugh, and it's terrible. But And I think he's a douchebag, but it's just funny because it's like it's something that would be in like... A four, the 40 year old virgin or like some sort of J- Judd Apatow movie but I liked it when Jason was like get off the stage ho <laughs> <laughs> because why no one would ever say that ever it's just ridiculous and just yeah it made me laugh does that make me a terrible person uh, no I don't think so I mean he did have a, another line that was a bit harsh when he was like did he say like I, I, all these people are here because I told them that you're all like retarded or something like that? Yeah, and the R word is, a... is not is the no go for sure. Yeah, and, and uh, he he also said something like you left your granny panties in my bed or something. It's <laughs> just yeah, his Kevin Federline's lines were like straight out of a kind of cl- cliche book of dickhead things to say. Exactly, it? and but <laughs> but it's funny because. Like, then when he gets hit, we can all cheer, you know? It's like, yay. So, yeah, yeah I say him. Uh, favorite song, Deidre? Even though I trashed it earlier, I was more so trashing her pronunciation. I do think the song had a good beat. Um, what was it called? I don't know the exact name, but it was like, I Hate Myself for Loving You or something like that um, mm-hmm. by Kate Vogel. Yeah, I think that's one. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. with that one. And Dom? The song that kicked off the episode was uh, Tick, Tick, Boom by The Hives. Uh, we used to like The Hives, so it was nice to hear them. So I've gone for that. And yours, Simon? Mine was also the Mia song. Um, Mia song. Yeah, I liked it. But yeah, her pronunciation can be frustrating. But good <laughs> song. And then last but not least, I'm talking about the Precious. 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 Rating. Deidre, do you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes, and it actually decreased. Ooh. Dom. I've had I had a number and it stayed the same. And Simon. I've had a number and I'm so scared that I am ruining our podcast with my honesty. Um, and we have Marine's number as well. So after three, you know how it works. We'll say it all together and then we will work this out. So one, two, three, six, five. Five. Oh, I should have expected that. <laughs> for, for clarity, just in case it didn't come through, uh, Deidre was at a six. Dom and I were both at a five. And Marine was also at a six. Six. leaning six seven sort of leaning to that so Deidre what have we got to do to get you to a five or what are you going to say to convince us to go to a six well I'm sitting here and thinking about reasons that maybe I'm assuming for you guys which I shouldn't I'm just going through my brain I'm like why would they rate this five and part of me is like I get it 
because like it's all in the club and there's not really a lot going on the only thing that really moves forward i think i'm talking to myself into a five is what i'm doing um but uh the reason why i gave it a six honestly was because i thought there was a couple good things with um not with lucas proposing to Lindsay, just kind of setting things up with that um and as i and quentin and Nanny Carey's stupid. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sold in the five. <laughs> the more and, I think about it, I think I can do it. <laughs> and Dom, are you, you're satisfied with a five? Yeah, very much so. I think this episode is incredibly um, middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things that happen that kind of push the story along a bit, but... I just didn't really like anyone in it and it was really difficult to to pick kind of a favorite character that wasn't that wasn't Millie basically so mm-hmm. um yeah I think 5 is kind of a, a good number for this and I I'd be I would struggle to see it go any higher than than that or or the sixes that mm-hmm. our two ravens picked today. Well so this means officially this is our lowest episode ever this is our first time going below a six 90 that, how many episodes that sounds 95. weird that sounds weird though when you think about that in the whole series so far we this is the lowest rated episode i don't so know far. about that but i'll stay with it i guess <laughs> there's definitely been there's definitely been worse episodes than this one but, okay. hang on would you say it's the 95th one dom this is 95 yes it does feel odd, doesn't it? But I mm. think I think it's the time jump, like that's what's doing it. Because if this same, well, was... if these same shenanigans were happening and they were in high school or in college, but there are also older people in the bar or something, I don't know. I don't think it would be feeling the same way because it would be like, yeah, it's college shenanigans, it's high school shenanigans. But I think because they're presenting as adults, it feels different, maybe. But when they say they're presenting as adults, though, like, we're talking 21 or 22 years old. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of 21 and 22-year-olds that I know of are not that mature. So they're like, <laughs> but that goes into, like, they're they're dressed like adults, like you were saying earlier, like, they're presenting like adults and obviously the actors are you know older but like they're still really young 21 and 22 they don't know anything mm-hmm. you know really even yes. though they try to make it seem like they do so it's just kind of like they're adults yeah but not really you know completely totally i yeah i couldn't agree more <laughs> so we agreeing on a five yeah yeah oh it's a five, it's <laughs> yes. a five. It's it a is five. i guess but. I'm just kidding. It's fine. Yeah, it's a five. It's a five. <laughs> I just think about the whole, you know, series so far, and I'm thinking about like that one dream sequence episode. I'm like, mm. but no, this one is a five. It deserves a five. Well, then we're agreed, but we get to finish on a high note because Deidre, we always appreciate you being on the podcast. We thank you for your insight, your support, your friendship, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. I'm going to go back to work now, unfortunately. But wait, before you do that, before you do that, uh, we need to do the Ravens count on three. What would you like me to do? Can you do like a a cowboy accent? Like if you're a Western cowboy? (laughs) Well, sure I can. (laughs) (laughs) 
kind of want to go, well, shit. <laughs> we, we're going to do the Ravens count now. <laughs> Y'all ready? <laughs> yeah. Here, here we go. Ravens on three. One, two, and three. Ravens. 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 <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs>